It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. I'm doing a different podcast. I said I was going to have somebody on, but we had an extremely large amount of technical difficulties. So we'll have to reschedule that one. It would be a good one, uh, too. But uh, as always, it appears as though I'm right, and I will never, ever, ever pass on the opportunity to prove that, particularly when we're talking about what happened yesterday uh, in Poland. And it turns out that, well, it really was a Ukrainian defense missile from probably an S-300 system uh, from VZ slash, uh, no, VZ dash RU, uh, which is a Russian site. I translated it into English. And basically, it just validates what I said in particular about everything. And they sum up it as not necessarily a false flag, but as something that is a, basically a target of opportunity. And I don't mean that in the, in the bad way. It, it, it basically meant that the Ukrainians saw something go wrong and they tried to capitalize on that awful situation. In other words, more than likely, these surface-to-air missiles misfired in some way. Now, there's a whole lot of bizarre behavior in said missiles because you can also make an argument that these surface-to-air missiles were actually rewired to turn them into basically, well, ballistic missiles. So... What they say is, well, first off, what they the reason why they're saying and why they're validating me, Chris Michaels, is because if you look at the crater, it's very deep. It doesn't make an explosion. So what that says is, is that this object, this missile, came from very, very high up and then made an impact and didn't necessarily explode with a warhead. So what happened was it hit the ground. It had a very, very deep crater and then there was a fuse an impact fuse that suddenly went off and then ultimately there was an explosion boom but it wasn't as if this rocket was meant to attack targets on land it's a surface to air defensive missile it's 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 all designed to take down airplanes and incoming missiles and rockets which like i said russia was attacking the ukraine now what else is bizarre about this is that, uh, and now this is what the website brings up, uh, missile deviation from the course. The reason may be a malfunction of the control command receiver onboard computer or autopilot. In other words, how if the Russian cruise missiles are going from east to west, right, Russia to the rest of the Ukraine, how did a surface-to-air missile somehow go 60 to 100 miles or kilometers in the opposite direction. Why would a defensive missile trying to stop all of the Russian missiles going from east to west, why would that missile go from east to west as well and subsequently land in Poland? It's almost as if somebody turned off or switched around all of the electronics and autopilot in a perfect world. That surface-to-air missile should have gone west to east in an attempt to intercept said Russian cruise missiles. But it didn't. It went from Ukraine all the way into Poland. So there's a big issue with that. Second, the rocket did not go into self-destruction mode. 
This means that the maximum up command was not issued to the autopilot or it didn't comply. So in other words, if this thing gets shot up in the air and misses the target, once it hits a certain altitude, it self-destructs. So you don't run into situations like what we saw in Poland. Number three, the safety actu oh man, actuating mechanism did not blow up the warhead. It was triggered by a contact fuse when it hit the ground. Number four, a relatively deep funnel, basically a large, a narrow, uh, a narrow crater, a narrow deep crater, was formed uncharacteristic when firing missiles at ground targets. That's right, because when you fire basically an artillery shell and you want to cover a large area, the, the artillery shell or the cruise missile explodes above the ground, so it covers more area. You don't actually want the object to hit the ground, then explode, because most of the impact will be absorbed by the ground. You want that projectile to explode above the ground so it covers a larger area. So it basically just showers down shrapnel on people. Not a very good way to go. Uh, they developed that little gem of, uh, of a bit of technology during World War One. You can find all sorts of awful, awful photographs that, uh, that resulted in that. This suggests that the rocket fell from a height of at least several kilometers, and the angle of impact with the ground was large. So in other words, it is hitting the ground, it didn't explode, the fuse activated, the warhead exploded, and then that's what you saw. Right, it overturned a, a farmer's trailer or farmer's uh, something, some kind of farm equipment, and I think it hit a silo, killing two people. But immediately, immediately, you had everybody come out and say, "Oh, it was Russian. It was Russian." And, and that, correct, it was Russian-made because it's Russian technology. So the Ukrainians are using Russian technology in the form of S three hundreds. There you go. So I'm validated. The president of Poland validated me. Uh, Sleepy Joe decided to validate me. So, I mean, I don't know. I'll put this in the win column. Uh, just another one uh, to, to add to my collection of precognizance. And I'm going to continue to do that as well. Now, thankfully, other places like the Washington Post and the Associated Press have decided to apologize to me. And they came out and said the Associated Press reported erroneously based on information from a senior intelligence official, American intelligence official, who spoke on condition of anonymity. And we know the rest, which unleashed a day of incessant warmongering based on the allegation that Russia attacked a NATO member. The, the incredibly embarrassing correction further states subsequent reporting showed that the missiles were Russian-made and most likely fired by the Ukrainians. So, there's a couple of things in this. One, the Washington Post and the Associated Press and all the mainstream media, they basically tried to get the world into a third world war. And they did not care. They did not try to validate any of these reports. Somebody within the Polish mainstream media came out and said this. Zelensky picked up on it, ran with it. And then all of a sudden, that's 100% truth. And the mainstreams in America just went to town, including lantern-jawed Sean Hannity, where he's 
saying that, oh, the, the Polacks should go attack the Russians and make sure that they know who did it and it should have NATO's blessing. This is, this is, this is dangerous. When, when are they going? What happens if it was a nuclear weapon? And, oh, sorry, we have to make a retraction. The Associated Press got it wrong. Uh, if it's a nuclear weapon, it's a little too effing late to cause a re retraction when you're blowing people up with nuclear devices. So please, you've got to do more homework. And now the other little bit is the report, like they said, based on information from a senior American intelligence official who spoke on condition of anonymity. I don't know about you, but I am sick and tired of hearing about American intelligence officials speaking on the condition of anonymity. I've heard enough of that during Russia Gate, Ukraine Gate, uh, the Mueller investigation, on and on and on. These people are hacks. They're warmongering World Economic Forum probable Nazis that want the Americans and NATO to get into a war. So when they, when they say, oh, American intelligence official, they try to make it sound like, oh, I'm getting a scoop and you should listen to this because I'm giving you inside baseball on what happened in Poland. No, this is a Democrat operative working on behalf of the Biden administration who isn't working for the American public, is working for international interests and also the quote-unquote defense industry, which is really the war industry, and they want a war. They want that escalation. They want the escalation to make more money. The World Economic Forum wants the escalation to reduce the population. And the bankers want to make sure that Russia is broken up so that they can go in and plunder all of the natural resources. So, so to say this, the Associated Press, oh, America, on condition of anonymity. Yeah, because they don't want the a-hole to come out and we all know who the person is. And then we could say this person should not be in any position of power because they're corrupt as the day is long. So the Associated Press dog feces. Speaking of someone else that's corrupt as the day is long and has the equivalent value of dog feces, McConnell was re-elected as the Senate GOP leader. Somehow, somebody said that this was the right thing to do. This no-upper-lipped, pig-eyed jerk is more corrupted than anything on the planet that I can probably point my finger to. And a lot of people didn't want this to happen, and he basically got cocky and said, I have the votes. I will be elected. The only issue is whether we do it sooner or later, and I'm not going anywhere. So there you go. He's perfectly fine with accepting all of the blame. I mean, think about what McConnell hasn't done. He didn't do anything about January 6th. He didn't do anything about Mueller. He didn't do anything about the debt ceiling. He's not doing anything about the Ukraine. He didn't do anything about Supreme Court justices. He he wants this kind of policy to go through because he's on the side of the top echelon within the Democrat Party. And both parties are within the top echelons of the World Economic Forum. 
And those groups, because they all have an agenda, they're all marching in that direction. They want to give you the impression that, oh, we're different parties. Oh, you, you, we're the party of, uh, uh, of uh, women's rights, and we're the party of pro-life. and blah. It doesn't matter. These people are going to do the same thing no matter what. They just want to give you the impression that there is a significant difference. So this guy is in there now, and oh my goodness gracious, we're in for a real treat. No, it's going to be another two years of nonsense. That's all that's going to happen. That's all that's going to happen. Because we even find out from en-valve.com, Mitch McConnell busted. What was he busted for? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he was taking money. Where was he taking money from? He was taking money from FTX, the Democrat-run money laundering cryptocurrency exchange operation. According to documents, someone from FTX, and this is from new FEC documents, the crypto business that failed last week donated $2.5 million dollars to McConnell's Senate Leadership Fund. The LibertyDaily.com reports the money goes from taxpayers is sent as aid to the Ukraine, which gives a good chunk of the laundered money to FTX, which contributes to the Uniparty Swamp. This prompts the Uniparty Swamp to repeat the process, and it has been working wonders. Corporate media barely reports on all the money getting laundered. No Democrats and very few Republicans bring up the issue. Certainly not the SEC when they're good friends with, uh, what's her face? Who's that little rodent face? Caroline? Camille? Whatever the hell her name is. The what? The four-eyed little twerp that looks like she should have a wheel of cheese by her wherever she goes. Uh, Caroline, that's her name. Uh, oh, by the way, she also, uh, I think... I brought this up, but I'll bring it up again. She tweeted back in 2021, nothing like regular amphetamine use to make you appreciate how dumb a lot of normal, non-medicated human experience is. So this is the type of person uh, that is making sure that your money is okay in the crypto exchanges. So I don't trust that. So Mitch McConnell is on the take with FTX. Uh, there's this, a list floating around somewhere of uh, a couple of other candidates that took money. Uh, but Mitch McConnell, okay, so what, are we, what have we got with Mitch McConnell? Why do we think Mitch McConnell doesn't like Trump? Uh, first off, he has done Trump no favors. Second off, we know that Mitch McConnell, thanks to this report, has taken essentially $2.5 million from a Democrat-run money laundering operation. So do you sincerely think that Mitch McConnell is going to put up stiff resistance against any Democrat policy? Don't you think that if the Democrats wanted to have some leverage over Mitch McConnell, they may bring up that fact that FTX is contributing to his leadership fund? Don't you think they have that hanging over his head? He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about being a Republican. He doesn't care about things that would make family life better. He only cares about lining his pockets and taking care of his family, right? And then let's go one step further. Let's go to Donald Trump's speech where he said he's going to run for president, 
right? He said he's going to run for president two years in advance. I'm trying to figure out why he did that two years in advance. But nevertheless, he said he would start to introduce the death penalty for drug dealers. Now, that seems a bit extreme for a little bit of weed or maybe psilocybin. But what he's probably talking about is fentanyl smugglers. Where does the fentanyl come in from? It comes in from China. It goes to Mexico. It goes through the border of Mexico and the United States. I would also safely assume that fentanyl comes from cargo ships that originate in China and get offloaded on the West Coast. Now you know why drug use is rampant in those areas. Now you know why there's really no drug laws in those areas either. Now you kind of piece it together. Now follow me on this. I brought up last week or the week before that article, that 2014 article that talked about that cargo ship that belonged to Mitch McConnell's wife's family that was found loaded up with drugs. The name is Chow, C-H-A-O. Don't you think that Mitch McConnell is getting money from those people? Don't you think that Mitch McConnell may be indirectly getting a large amount of cash or his wife or his wife's family getting a large amount of cash due to drug smuggling and drug dealing? Maybe that's the reason why Donald Trump said the death penalty for drug smugglers and drug dealers could be. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Mere conjecture from Chris Michaels. But here's another thing. Mitch McConnell, if that is true, assuming that scenario is truthful, Mitch McConnell would never try to close the border. Business is booming right now. He can bring in as much drugs as he wants throughout the ports of Mexico and into the United States, throughout the ports of California and Washington and Oregon, and bring them in throughout the United States. Business is good, baby. Why would I close the border? There are a lot of people that are paying a premium to bring in these drugs on my family's ships. Don't necessarily look at his net worth. Look at his wife's net worth. Look at her family's net worth. They own logistics companies. Logistics companies are notorious for transporting guns, drugs, human beings, children. It ain't good. And don't for a second think that Mitch McConnell doesn't potentially have those kinds of ties. And especially, two and a half million from FTX wouldn't be surprised if somebody's paying him off for some kind of services that were rendered or maybe some kind of smuggling that was successfully executed. Now, let's summarize all of that by saying that is mere thought. It is mere conjecture. I have nothing to base that on other than what I've just told you. So that article came from, once again, if you want to look it up, it is from EN-Volve, V-O-L-V-E, Mitch McConnell busted taking Zelensky's stolen FTX money, according to new 
FEC Ducks. So you can look that one up. So here's another little interesting tip. Oh, well, I won't get to that. Well, yeah, I will. Okay, I will. So there was a black Coindesk journalist working for that company, Coindesk. He was fired because he decided to tweet, look up the, and this comes from the UNS review. I've never heard of this. So I don't, the UNS review could completely sink me here. It could be some racist nonsense. (laughs) I don't think it is. Uh, but, oh, well, you know, we'll just do it live. Uh, it looks, I don't know what this is. I honestly don't, but they bring up the guy's tweets. So we're just going to go with it. It says an alternative media selection. So this could be a horrible website if I actually went through it. I don't know, but this story is interesting. Kanye was right, said Black Coindesk journalist fired for noticing something at FTX. And he tweeted on November 11th, look up the religious affiliation of everyone involved in the FTX collapse. Kanye was right. Immediately, Coindesk says he's fired. Isaiah Jackson, out of here. He's being anti-Semitic and hurtful. And we immediately terminated him. So he brings up then FTX and SBF breakdown. MIT, Glenn Ellison Gary Gensler, family, Caroline Ellison, CEO of Alameda, Sam Bankman-Fried, CEO of FTX. And then he goes, obviously, they're all part of one religious group. So so they fire him. And immediately, as soon as he he gets fired, he starts dropping N-bombs all over the (laughs) place. So he goes, N-bombs can't even recognize patterns anymore. Just stay deaf, dumb, and blind to the BS and take this little money for your troubles. So everyone got on his side and went, you know, you guys, uh, Binance, right? Binance, was that it? No, Coindesk. Coindesk has to get uh, a reality check because if we're noticing something that doesn't make us anti-Semitic, Uh, One day I'll do the Zionist show. Uh, It'll probably be my last show. (laughs) And I will leave you. I will leave you with this. uh, Hot on the heels of idiotic corruption. Uh, This was tweeted the other day by a traditional Catholic. And this is for the Ron DeSantis versus the Trump crowd. And being that we're talking about where various political figures get their cash from, we're going to bring up Ron DeSantis. Now, I like Ron DeSantis' policies. I like them. I don't like the idea of mandates. I don't like the idea of masking and social distancing based upon nothing. So Ron DeSantis did the right thing. I don't like the idea of critical race theory or gender identity studies with kindergartners. I don't like any of that. So he does the right things, but I keep bringing up, he doesn't have the best of ties, but somebody did some digging. 60% of Ron DeSantis's donations have come from donations that are at least $50,000. 54% of Donald Trump's donations are less than $200. Big effing difference. What does that say to us? It says that Ron DeSantis is being backed by very, very wealthy individuals and corporations, whilst Donald Trump is being backed 
by regular ham and eggers like you and me. Just 6% of these donations went to DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is backed by billionaires. Ken Griffin is Ron DeSantis' biggest donor. And I brought this up. He's the CEO of Citadel Capital. Big, big, big money firm. Citadel Capital was, if you don't remember, the kind of group that went after GameStop. Does everybody remember the GameStop squeeze where GameStop was, I think, supposed to go under and it shot up and whatever else? And he pressured Robinhood to stop GameStop trading so that he could make out on uh, some of the deals with this uh, and the way he betted in the stock market. He had donated $5 million to DeSantis. Griffin was not a DeSantis, was not a fan of DeSantis's war on masks. And he even said, I've been frustrated with his position on masks because it has overshadowed his messaging on vaccines. A lot of people criticized Trump, but DeSantis backed it as well. Ken Griffin was stated, uh, was also stated in 2017 that he was terrified about the political hard line against immigrants. He also dis- disagreed with DeSantis uh, and his move to fly nearly 50 Venezuelan migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Big deal. Now, what about Citadel again? They were the main target in the GameStop short squeeze. Oops, I got that in reverse. That's why I don't pay attention to finance. They shorted the stock to the point where they hoped the company would go out of business. Citadel also sold the stake to two Silicon Valley investors. Sequoia Capital was one of those investors. A partner for Sequoia Capital, Rolf Botha, is also the CFO of PayPal. That's right, PayPal, the company that was finding users, still is, by the way, 2500 bucks for quote-unquote misinformation. Griffin did not appreciate Governor DeSantis's going after Disney's tax status. So Ron is supported by pro-illegal immigration, pro-big business, pro-Wall Street, anti-free speech donors. Another one, David McNeil, the founder of WeatherTech, did not support Trump because of his stance on DACA. And so he also stated he's worried that top staffers at his company could face deportation if DACA is dismantled. Pro-illegal immigration billionaire donated $800,000 to DeSantis. Robert Bigelow, the founder of Budget Suites of America, he is an alien and UFO aficionado, donated $10 million to DeSantis. Paul Tudor Jones, billionaire hedge fund dude, donated $1 million to DeSantis. He offered support to none other than Harvey Weinstein to try and beat back sexual misconduct allegations. So the list does go on for a little bit more, but you get the idea. DeSantis is backed by big time, essentially, rhinos republicans in name only otherwise they would be more than happy these people like ken griffin all of these people would be more than happy to donate to democrats and have another obama in office but since they know that joseph biden is beyond decrepit and really not what they asked for they are throwing their money at DeSantis in hopes that trump doesn't go after them and it also makes you question Was Trump referencing any of these people or other individuals in these circles, like Ken Griffin's circle, when he started to talk about human trafficking and drug trafficking and drug smuggling and all of that? So that's going to be it for me. This is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. As always, you can like me, find me, share me, 
Hashtag fuzzball nation, because if you listen to me, you're a lovable fuzzball. I'm a lovable fuzzball, and we're all brilliant together on The Last Call Caravan.